That's Joshua Micah with Moving Through Me. I'm Victory 91.5. It's Corey and Ray. It's the National Day of Prayer today. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you tune in every hour to join us for our prayer times. Tonight at 5 o'clock, we're going to have a special guest leading us in prayer. You can find out more about it on our Facebook page. And we're talking about Second Passover because this is something a lot of us have, you know, no idea what this is. Or <laughs> So many feasts that you never even heard of, but Second Passover begins tonight, actually extends through Saturday night. It's a do-over for those who had uh, had contact with a dead body and, or were on a journey and couldn't be a part of Passover. So if you did a Passover Seder uh, last month, well, you're good to go. But for those of you, but there's still lots to learn, obviously. But uh, this is a do-over opportunity for those of you that uh, are beginning to realize that there's something significant to what God wants us to do. Uh, I mentioned in the last break, you know, that the next conjunction like that won't happen for 200 years, right? In one sense, you will have another shot at it because, uh, along with the pay month, because the uh, Pesach, as I mentioned, is Passover, but pay is the 5780, the 80 as part of this year. And there will be 10 more years where the eight is still there. It's still pay, be pay LF and pay each one of the things. And so in eight years, it actually will be a day very similar to this one. So you will have one more shot at it in eight years. And it may be even more significant because you have an extra eight in there. So just a side note. Why it's so important for Passover. In Revelation, we see Jesus as the great high priest in that heavenly sanctuary in Revelation 1. He's walking among the seven lampstands, which are the seven churches. He's holding the seven stars, which is that conjunction. Uh, in his hand are the seven stars, which are the angels of the seven churches. Jesus, in his priestly position in the heavenly sanctuary, has the angels of the whole church at his hand. There's you know, not just the uh, seven first century churches in Asia Minor. His judgments and counsel are to each of the churches. So it's really important for us to understand. One thing that's interesting also is when this happens every uh, 200 years or every eight years, this conjunction since Jesus ascended, he has been active as the high priest interceding for us. He's dressed in a garment down to his feet, mm. which was the robe used by the priest in their daily ministration in the sanctuary. He's walking among the seven golden lampstands, which means those are the seven lamps that light up the holy place. The scene is a very specific part of the Day of Atonement in the fall, which is uh, September, not April or May. So both the Day of Atonement and Passover were set apart for sacrifices for the sins of the people. So Jesus in this, even this little conjunction, little thing here by when he does it in the year is connecting Passover and the Day of Atonement. So there's this thing about judgment and impending judgment and preparation. So that's another reason why it's just one of those moments where you go, hmm, and when you're going, hmm, it's always better to stop. And the best thing you could do is look at yourself, look at your life, and, and see what he's saying to you. So the next thing in Revelation is the letters to the seven churches, which is us. So what I want you to think about is, where are you? Where are you? We'll start at the first, and we'll just work our way through these very quickly. Are you in Ephesus? Is this the Christian you are? Is this the church that you are? I know your works and your labor and your patience and how you cannot bear those who are evil. And you've tested them who say they're apostles and are not, and I've found them liars. So are you judging others correctly to help them and set them free? Is that you? Nevertheless, I have something what against you. You've left your first love. 
Remember, therefore, from which you've fallen and repent and do the first works, or else I'll come and quickly remove your candlestick unless you repent. In other words, without love, you have no reason to exist as a purpose for a church, as a Christian. Without love, it's gone. So it's a pretty tough rebuke. But at this time, you, ha you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. So they considered the soul and spirit important, but not the deeds of the body. <laughs> uh, Jude described them. Certain men have crept in unnoticed, turned the grace of our God into lewdness and defiling, and they just caused dissensions or a mess. And so this church hated them. And he said to this church, I will give to eat from the tree of life. So you compare the Nicolaitans, which were very sensual kind of things, but what God is saying here is, I'm going to give you real intimacy. Every church letter ends this way, hear and overcome, essentially. So that's Ephesus. Is that you? Is that the word you need to hear? Mm. Or are you in Smyrna? Fear none of those things which you will suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you in prison, that you may be tested, and you shall have tribulation ten days. That ten days simply represents a completeness, all right? Be faithful to death, and I will give you the crown of life. Notice the crown. It's this year of corona and all, right, and true authority. So Jesus is saying, listen, if you're dealing with this stuff right now, I'm going to give you true authority, not corona authority, hear and overcome He's looking for faithfulness. So if this season in time is really speaking to you, that may be the church you are. Are you suffering? Are you going through hard times? Is this the, the battle? And is it because of the enemy? Those are the questions. Third church, and then we'll wait for the next break for the others. Are you in Pergamos? You hold fast to my name and did not deny my faith, but I've got a few things against you. You, hold, you have there those who hold to the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel. Are there things in your life who cause other people to stumble? And are you okay with that? The doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which I hate. We already talked about that one. And he says, repent, or I'll come to you, and I'll fight against you with them with the sword of my mouth. But those who overcome, he's offering this, the hidden manna to eat. And I'll give him a white stone and then a stone a new name. So again, you're always in that Passover season when you're talking about manna. So what God is offering here, he said, I'll give you real knowledge and real love and acceptance. You don't have to sidle up to these people who are evil. So he's saying hear and overcome. So that's just a very quick look at three of them. He's talking to us. We just got to figure out which one we are and respond. Mm. We'll do the other four churches next. I love that about hearing and overcoming too, like how yeah. important that is to read the Bible and to make sure that you're understanding why they're writing these letters and why yeah. this is still valuable for us today. It's not history. This is today. Yeah. And so I'm going to actually run out and do some hair, but Nathan is coming Sweet. in. He's going to continue the conversation this morning. And then all of these clips will be posted on the More Music app under the podcast later this afternoon. Yes, and I'll put all the notes up there in the blog as well. So we have one more break with Nathan and we'll wrap it all up. Coming up, we're going to hear from Wind and Color and Anna Golden. And I'll be back tomorrow for Verdict Friday. Excited for that. It's coffee with Corey. Not just